0: Somebody said, how do you determine if something was precious or not? And uh, somebody said, by what it'd take to replace it. Uh, The Bible said the Word of God was precious in those days. The book of Samuel, you can't replace it. And uh, you can't replace the Lord. He's precious. And Peter talked about the precious blood of the Lamb. can't replace it. Uh, It's not any more like it. Amen. Amen. I've been running back and forth to Louisville this week to see David. And a little, little improvement. And he was some better Friday, a little more strengthened. But the father, David, told me to tell the church he loved you, appreciated all your prayers, text, cards, whatever you've done. And they've been up there about, I guess it's going into the third week in the hospital and, uh, and uh, the men up Jewish just be going on uh, two weeks up at Jewish and uh, so you just continue to pray for David he's still on the uh, the vent and uh, and so uh, don't know what's going to happen from here uh, he is alert uh, he can uh, he can uh, take a board has got alphabets on it and he can point to them and he can uh, he can point out letters and make words faster than I can spell them I have to have a help, and uh, so I had to take Caleb the other day. He was my interpreter. He uh, he's pretty good on it, uh, but he's in good spirits. Uh, he's in good spirits, and uh, and the Lord's with him. The Lord's comforting him, and uh, so you just keep uh, praying for him. And uh, whatever the Lord's uh, will is, uh, that's what it'll be. Amen. Uh, amen. All right, let's open our Bibles this morning, if you would. Uh, to the book of Hebrews, the eleventh chapter. We want to zero in on one verse today. If you are visiting with us today, we're glad you are, and uh, we uh, we're glad you are here this morning. And a lot of places you could go, a lot of churches along the way, uh, but uh, we trust if you prayed about it, the Lord led you here uh, this morning uh, for a purpose and for a reason today. And uh, we want to. Uh, We want to look at the 7th verse of the 11th chapter of Hebrews. And everybody's familiar. If uh, you've been saved long, your Bible reader, been attending church, uh, lesson preaching, going to Sunday school, uh, you're familiar with the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. We call it the Hall of Faith. And uh, we look here in verse number 7. And the Bible said, By faith... Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Now hold that place and find Genesis chapter number 6 and just mark it with your marker or your finger because we'll be flipping back over there uh, a little bit here in just a minute. Uh, But you can be seated, and uh, we'll pray and ask the Lord's blessing. Father, thank you for what we've already enjoyed around here this morning. And uh, thank you, Lord, for the sweet Holy Spirit. Uh, Not only is Jesus sweet, but the Holy Spirit and God the Father and the Word of God is sweet. Uh, Now we know they can become bitter. Uh, The Bible said John found that out, said he ate the book and it was bitter and sweet. Uh, but Lord, the bitter is there to, that the sweet might come later. And uh, Lord, uh, the bitter's there to make the sweet sweeter when it does come. Amen. And uh, Father, we ask that, Lord, today, as you look down upon this congregation of people today, uh, many more than what I deserve to be able to preach to, and a lot more than what I, uh, Lord, would like to have to give an account for someday. And uh, Lord, help me to do my best for you. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you might be lifted up. And, uh, Lord, you might get the preeminence in it all. And, Lord, if there's one here today, uh, Lord, does not save. I pray the Holy Spirit would uh, go to them today. And, uh, and, Lord, speak to their heart. And, uh, Lord, help them see the need before it's everlasting too late. Now, Father, we ask you for the ability, Lord, the means to convey the message Uh, We pray for illustrative abilities we don't have. We pray for thoughts and seasoning to come out of heaven uh, that we've not yet received. And uh, we pray that uh, we'll leave in a little while and and know that we've heard from God. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the praise for all you do for us. In Christ's name, amen Amen and amen. 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 Everyone in this chapter, some 17, 19 people, I forget, but everybody in this chapter was motivated to do whatever they did. Uh, they was motivated to do it. The Lord is a motivator for good and that which is right. And uh, the devil, he's also a motivator. And uh, don't take long to look around and see how the devil's trying to motivate people to do the wrong thing. And uh, we watch a lot of old TV stuff and... Uh, and even back in them old stuff, when it wasn't uh, like it is today, uh, you don't have to watch much of that till you see uh, why that uh, old twenty-five or thirty years ago uh, about everybody smoked. Yeah. And uh, if you watch a few episodes of Perry Mason, you can almost get lung cancer watching it. Amen. I mean, everybody, uh, everybody is smoking, and and people are motivated by what they see. And uh, that's why Hollywood has such a power upon people because people are motivated by what they see. Uh, this same-sex marriage and all this stuff, uh, the reason that there's so much more of it in our kind of day is because now they run it on the TV uh, 24-7. And, uh, and, and, of course, everybody has a sin nature and uh, everybody has the possibility... Uh, of doing any kind of sin you can think of if the devil uh, takes control of us and we're motivated by the wrong thing and that's what's going on. Well, even God himself uh, was motivated. John 3.16, the Bible said that God so loved the world. God was motivated by his love for the world. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Uh, why, even Jesus Christ was motivated to stay upon that cross. The Bible said in Hebrews 12 and verse 1 and 2, the Bible said, "...Seeing we are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, uh, let us lay aside the sin and every weight that doeth so easily beset us, and run with patience the race that is set before us." looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy, there it is, uh, uh, that was set before him, he was motivated uh, uh, to stay on that cross because uh, of the joy that he saw way out there. Amen. Now you and I as sinful creatures, you and I as people with a fallen Uh, nature. You and I, uh, we pretty much got to be motivated to do whatever we do. We don't do much on our own. Uh, We pretty much got to be motivated to do something. Amen. Uh, I think about, uh, you know what God said. God said he would have all men to be saved uh, uh, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Uh, God said he'd have all men to be saved. Well, if God wants all men to be saved and knowing that men ain't going to do much on their own without being motivated, uh, uh, God has put some divine motivations uh, uh, in uh, in the heart of people. Amen. And uh, there's a lot of them. I don't have time to cover them all. I could do a series on it. But uh, I want to look at here at verse 7 of Hebrews 11. And I think we'll find some of the major divine motivations uh, Uh, here in this particular verse. Uh, Now the Bible said about Noah, uh, the Bible said that by faith, uh, Noah was motivated by faith. Uh, uh, You say, well, the Bible don't say nothing about Noah having faith back there in Genesis. It don't have to. It tells you right here. Uh, The Bible said by faith. Uh, uh, You see, every, every believer uh, is motivated by something. Uh, and, uh, and one of the things that God gives us to motivate us for the right direction, do the right thing, uh, uh, is faith. Uh, now, where did Noah get that faith? Uh, uh, well, he had to get it the same place you and I get it. He had to get it from God. Uh, the Bible said in Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, it said, for faith is a gift of God, uh, uh, that not of yourself. Uh, and so Noah, uh, Noah was gifted of God to have divine uh, faith given unto him, and it was that faith that motivated uh, uh, Noah to do what he did. Uh, you see, you say, "Why did God give Noah divine faith?" I guess he sensed he wanted it. I I guess he'd said he'd take it. Amen. Uh, the Bible says, "Not all men have faith." Uh, But don't misinterpret that. The Bible doesn't say that all men can't have faith. Uh, uh, Some men don't want faith, amen. Uh, But if we're talking about the right kind of faith uh, uh, that motivates people, you see, there's all kinds of faith in the world today, but some of it's not divine faith. Uh, uh, Some of it is human faith. Uh, uh, Some of it is worldly faith, Uh, And it ain't going to motivate you to do the right thing. But Noah had divine faith. It was a gift of God, the Bible says. Now, I believe that when God gave Noah that divine faith, that Noah grasped that divine faith. The Bible said in verse 7 that Noah being warned of God, uh, Noah being warned of God, Well, God give Noah enough faith to grasp what God had said. Amen. Amen. And uh, so Noah was motivated. Noah did something. Well, if you ever get saved, God will have to give you the faith to do it. But you'll have to grasp it. You'll have to be willing to uh, grasp the word of God and what God said. Uh, God said uh, Noah, he told Noah, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but When God told Noah, Noah moved by faith. Noah grasped it. Amen. Uh, You see, God will give you faith to be saved this morning if you want it. But you'll have to grasp it. Uh, you'll uh, You'll have to be moved. You see, God didn't make Noah move. Noah did that on his own. God just gave him faith to make him move. That faith motivated Noah to do what he did. Then I see here, Noah's gaze. Somebody's watching Noah. You say, why did God give Noah faith? Well, Genesis 6 and 8, the Bible said Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Somebody was watching Noah. Amen? Somebody's watching Noah. He wasn't doing like the rest of them was doing. He wasn't a and giving in marriage. He wasn't a... Uh, eating and drinking and thinking about nothing, everything else but God. God was a watching Noah. you know God's a watching all of us. and I believe if a man God sees a man wanting to get saved, I believe God will move in his direction, don't you? I believe if God sees a man interested you know he's starting going to church and uh, he's beginning to get interested in eternal things. I, I believe that God will start moving in his direction. It's like that verse uh, about uh, moving, uh, how to get close to God. Uh, You move toward God, God will move toward you in the book of James. Amen. Amen. And uh, so Noah is motivated. What was God watching? Well, the Bible said that Noah walked with God. God was watching how Noah walked. And so God gave him faith. You say, why? Without faith, Noah would never been motivated to do what he did. Boy, it took a lot of faith to do what Noah did. He was motivated by what God told him, by the Word of God, by the warning of God. Amen. And so divine God gives divine motivation. God gives us faith. You say, I can't believe. No, you can't. Not on your own. You'll have to have God to help you. Amen, the Bible said it is a gift of God. If we could do it on our own, God wouldn't do it for us. Noah, the Bible said by faith, by faith. Matter of fact, everybody in this whole chapter was motivated to do whatever they did. They was motivated to do it by faith. And you and I, God gives us a divine motivation. You say, why? And Noah must have believed he could do it. Amen. Amen. I mean, a, a humongous task of what Noah had to do, but he must have had faith to believe if God told him he could do it. That's that's you this morning. God says that all, He'd have all men to be saved. You can be saved, but you gotta you gotta be motivated by the faith that God will save you. Amen. I, uh, you gotta you got to have faith to believe what God said. Now, to believe God, the Bible said in this chapter, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. I, in other words, you got to believe it even though you can't see it or feel it or see it, you got to believe it. That's what God said. So when we look at this chapter, we see that Noah, God has given Noah a motivation of faith, of faith. Then, I notice this. The Bible said, not only by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, that Noah moved with fear. Did you know that not only is faith, not only is faith as we see in chapter 6 and verse 8, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah walked with God. Uh, God seen Noah, and so God give Noah faith. But then we see in verse 13 of chapter 6 that God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. That's what God told Noah. Now, Noah has divine faith to motivate and move him, But now he's given another motivation. God puts divine fear in his heart. What is it that motivated him? It was fear and faith that motivated Noah. Amen. You see, there is a fear that's not of God. Uh, There is a spirit of fear that didn't come from God. Uh, The Bible said in uh, 1 Timothy 1.7, God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind. But there is a divine fear that God puts in our heart What for to motivate us uh, to do what we need to do and to go in the right direction. Amen. I mean, uh, the reason that a whole lot of us got saved is because like God told Noah, God said, "No, I'm going to destroy all flesh. That puts some fear in Noah's heart. You know why a lot of people get saved? They get saved because uh, they hear there's a place called hell. And it's an awful place. It's outer darkness. It's weeping. It's gnashing of teeth. And a lot of people get saved because they get a fear in their heart of that place. Amen. Somebody said, you oughtn't try to scare people. I think you ought to scare the daylights out of them. Uh, listen, uh, you don't have to try. If you just read what the Bible says about hell and about what it is, if you got any faith in you to believe it's from God, that'll put the fear of God in you right there. Amen? You know, you and I, a lot of things that you and I are motivated not to do is because we have the fear of God in us. I mean, there ain't no telling what we would do if we didn't fear God. But God gives us divine motivation of fear. Amen. There's a lot of things that that I might do or you might do, but I don't do them. You say, why? I'm afraid of God. I know what God can do. Uh, I I know that there's there's nothing that God can't do, not only in the good realm, but also in the bad realm, in the judgment realm, in the chastisement realm. Uh, There's nothing that God cannot do God puts a divine uh, fear in our heart, a motivation to try to move us in the right direction. If you've got any fear of God in your heart, you ought to be thankful for that. You see the Bible said here, Noah being warned of God. Noah Noah was warned of God. And it was that warning of God put the fear in his heart. You say, how did God warn him? He, He spoke to him. Noah didn't have a King James Bible and He didn't have an Old Testament or a New Testament. He didn't have an independent Baptist church. Uh, No, sir. God spoke to him and God said, Noah, he said, I'm going to destroy the earth, Noah. He said, "No, I'm going to destroy everybody on the earth. Uh, uh, You know what Noah did? He heard from God and he believed God. That's what divine fear will do. Uh, You see, that will want to make you want to get saved. If you really fear the Lord, the Bible said Noah being warned of God. uh, Noah feared the Lord, a divine motivation. Noah became afraid. And the Bible said Noah began to do something about it. Did you know right then is when Noah began to wise up? The Bible said Proverbs 1 and 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now listen, you may have a degree uh, so many behind your name, and uh, that you look like a thermometer. But I won't tell you something this morning. That you may know a lot of things, but if you don't know enough to fear God, you don't know nothing yet of what you ought to know. Amen. Uh, uh, the Bible said Noah was was warned of God, and the fear of God it moved Noah to do something. Amen. Uh, Listen, boy, I wish we'd get the fear of God uh, back in our churches, back in the preaching, uh, back in the pews, back in our life. I wish we could get the fear of God. Uh, You say, what do you mean? I mean to be afraid to not do what God has directed us and told us to do. Amen. Uh, I know Romans 3 said there's no fear of God before their eyes. Uh, uh, That's talking about the lost world. Uh, That's talking about the old endemic nature of man. He has no fear of God. But when God awakens that divine fear in our heart that we fear God, I tell you, we begin to move a little different. See, Noah was moved because of that fear. There was a divine motivation Look at your Bible. No one being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Now wait a minute. Noah's scared of something he ain't even seen. Well, I haven't seen hell, but I'm scared of it. And I haven't seen the Lord, but I've got a fear of Him, the right kind of fear uh, toward God. Amen. Uh, you see, the Bible said, Noah being warned of God of things not yet seen... I, he moved with fear. I, I, you say, "Well, I'm afraid of going to hell." Well, you need to move. You say, "You say, I'm I'm afraid that God's going to bring chastisement on me." Well, you need to move. Uh, you need enough of fear of God that causes you to do something other than just sit there. Uh, the Bible said, "Divine uh, God gives divine motivation." Cause God knows how stubborn we are how stiff-necked we are, and God gives us a little help to try to get us to go in the right direction. Amen. There was divine faith and and divine fear. But I see something else here. The Bible said that he was moved to prepare an ark to the saving of his house. Not only do I see that God put faith in his life, where did he get it from? God had to give it to him. Where'd the fear come from? It came when God spoke to him and told him what was about to happen, so that came from God. And you know what else Noah had? Noah had a family. Where'd he get that family? I guess God gave it to him. You said Noah had a family? That's right, back in Genesis 6. The Bible said Noah had three sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And then those sons. Uh, they married, and on over in chapter 7 and verse 13, it said that there was Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth, the sons of Noah, Noah's wife, and the three wives of his son was with them, and uh, so Noah had a family. Boy, God is, I mean, you cannot comprehend the wisdom of God. I mean, just the plan of salvation alone, who would have ever thought of that? Nobody but God... Only God could have thought of that. Uh, The world's wisdom is nothing compared with the wisdom of God. Uh, Why you think about the universe and how God set it up, you think about your body and all the parts in it and how God put it together. You're talking about the wisdom of God, amen. Uh, The Bible said that it's greater than the foolishness of man. But where did Noah get that family? God gave it to him. You know what God gives us, and we don't see this as much in our kind of day. You say why? Because we're living a day that people are without natural affection. I mean, a hundred years ago, women loved their baby, children loved their parents, uh, husbands loved their wives, wife loved their husband. It was kind of a uh, it was kind of a, a a thing that that's just the way it was. That was normal. Amen. But the Bible said in these days that you and I are living in, in these perilous times that we've come down uh, to live in, it said that they would be without natural affection. It's not natural for a woman to want to abort her baby, that's unnatural affection. And if you read the Bible, I've been reading it through. I hope you've been reading it through. Uh, uh, but if you read the Bible, you'll find out over and over again that God said uh, uh, that Israel will have to be cleansed from the from the innocent blood. Uh, in other words, innocent blood. You think about America? Why it's soaking, drenched, dripping uh, uh, with the blood, uh, uh, innocent blood of aborted babies and murdered children and. Other things, uh, uh, no, don't you think for a minute we're going to get by with it? Uh, uh, we've got war coming. We've got uh, this land has to pay for the innocent blood. I don't know what it'll be. It might be this year. It might be next year. But you mark it down, one of these days, this country is going to have to pay for the innocent blood that it's shed. Uh, and uh, we look here at Noah, and Noah loved his family. You know, one of the great motivations that God has given to people to try to get them to heaven is a love for their family. Amen. You know why that if you did, that you got up this morning, maybe you'd worked all week, maybe worked into the night, but you got up this morning and your body and everything in you said don't come today, but you heard that little... Boy, running down the hall, that little girl in the bedroom, you heard that family? And because of the love for that family, uh, that divine motivation moved you to get up uh, uh, and to get them ready and to get them in the car and get them down to the house of God. Amen. Uh, Listen, uh, uh, you and I have a responsibility toward uh, our family to do all that we can uh, uh, to make sure that they get in the ark or to make sure that they go to heaven. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, Noah Noah moved because of his faith and because of his fear, but maybe one of the greater things that moved Noah was his family. Amen. Amen. Noah wanted his family saved. Well, uh, if you've ever done any personal work, uh, I've been doing personal work for 43 years or more, 45. And a lot of times you get to dealing with somebody. I remember going out to a house right beside Gethsemane Baptist Church. And I went out there to see the man that lived there. And I, I went in. We sat down and talked a while. And he told me uh, war stories and army stories. And we talked for a while. And we began to talk about the Lord. And he wasn't much interested. Uh, and, uh, and I said, i tell you what. I said, uh, you know, there's a lot of them didn't make it back from the war, wouldn't it? And he said, yes, lots of them. And I said, I bet you had a praying mother, didn't you? And he teared up immediately. And he said, yes, I had a mother that prayed for me every day. And I said, I bet you that before she left this world, I bet she said she wanted to meet you in heaven, didn't he? And he teared up even more and he said, yes. And I I said I bet you you told her you would wouldn't you? And he said yes. You say, what was you doing when nothing else would work? I I, I brought up an old gray haired mama that loved him. I I drug him to church, prayed for him. I I told him about Jesus and when nothing else would move him, that moved him. He didn't get saved that day. But about a month later I'm sitting in my house and I heard a horn blow. And I looked out and there was a car out in the driveway and I walked out there and when he rolled down the window, I seen who it was and he was sitting there and he said, I just had to come tell you. He said, ever since you was at the house, he said, I couldn't get away from that. And he said, I got to looking for revivals and I found a revival and I went to that revival every night and I just wanted you to know I got saved. Amen. You say, what did that? That was that divine motivation. I, about uh, a mother that wanted to see her son in heaven, amen. I, I'll tell you, listen, if you love your family, if you love your family, I come by that boys club out there uh, the other day, uh, yesterday, and uh, I bet there's a hundred cars out there uh, playing ball, you know, doing all that. I come by this morning. There's probably that many there again this morning uh, and there's already at at 9 o'clock. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, you better have a love for your family to get them somewhere besides a ball game. Amen. Uh, uh, you better have a divine love that God's put in your heart. Uh, you say, why is that, Brother Rick? Oh, I can tell you easy why that is. Uh, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Uh, uh, they'll drive a hundred miles to go to a ball game of a three year old bouncing a ball uh, but they won't get up on Sunday morning and get them ready and get them down to the house of God. Uh, uh, Mr. Mrs. God gave you that family uh, and God gives you a divine motivation uh, to get them down to the house of God. I like that. I don't like it but boy it speaks to me over there. You know when uh, they went to see Joseph and there's a statement there they're trying to take Benjamin with them and they did and there's a statement there in Genesis it says something like this How shall I come to you and the lad not be with me? Boy I read that years ago that spoke to my heart one day you're going to have to stand before God and God's going to say where's your boy at? Where's your girl at? How did you come here and the lad not be with you? Yeah. Well, you can't make them get saved. I understand that. But you better have, you better be moving in that divine motivation I, I to try to get the end of that ark before the door closes. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, we're messing something in the church. We're messing something in this country. Uh, We're messing something used to them old uh, gray-haired moms and dads uh, uh, that their children wouldn't save. They couldn't rest. They couldn't sleep. They'd wear the altars out praying uh, and tears running off the altar praying for them youngins to get saved. You say, why they had more of a divine fear. Maybe they loved their family a little bit more. See, Noah loved his family. You say, hey, you know he preached to them. 2 yeah. Peter 2, 5 said Noah, the eighth person, a preacher. Yeah. You ever have your family say this to you? Now, don't preach to me. Amen. Right. Well, from the response of that, I say there's been some people said that or heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't preach to me. I guess maybe Noah's family said that. Maybe them daughter-in-laws. Well, don't preach to me. You know why? They preach to you. I'm not talking about this kind of preaching right now. I'm talking about at home. You know, y'all need to get in church. Y'all really need to get that kid in Sunday school. Y'all really need to get that kid there on Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. You see, you can do some preaching, you don't even have to be ordained. Right. Right. Amen. A lady come to D.L. Moody and she said, God's called me to preach. He said, You got a family? She said, I got ten kids. He said, He's already give you a congregation. Go home and preach to them. Amen. 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 Well, we got a congregation, God's give us. You know, I was reading our in Deuteronomy this week, and of course he's talking to them. Hebrews. And he said, now don't forget now when you get around the table, don't forget to talk about God. Don't forget when you walk with them in the way, don't forget to get some God in there. But we're talking about ball games and everything else. No room for God. He got pushed plumb out. Boy, we need to get him back in there. Amen. Amen. I know Noah loved his family. You say, why? Because Noah preached to him." These grandmas, boy. If you've got a grandma and you don't show up at church Sunday and she calls you on Sunday night and you're aggravated and I can't even miss one service she's calling me. Well, she loves you. She wants to make sure you're in that ark. We was out of church and probably about 24-year-old. Lived over here on Cleveland Avenue and there was nobody more persuasive than my mother-in-law. Amen. Uh, She she didn't just want her family in church. She wanted everybody in church. But she really wanted her family in church. And she wore us out. You know how you do. I want y'all to come to church. Oh, we're going to come. Try to come Sunday. All right, we'll try. Sunday evening, the doorbell rang. Wife opened the door. Her mother-in-law stepped in without being invited. I'm laying on the couch enjoying a good western. She walks in and says, I thought y'all was going to church tonight. Well, you know, first thing up, you know, whatever's in the heart come out of the mouth. Ain't got no clothes to wear. Up the steps she goes and thank God I got rid of her few minutes she comes down and says what's wrong with these I guess that was one of the maddest times I've ever been in my life and uh, only by the grace of God I'm not doing a life sentence in prison for killing my mother-in-law right. but we went Indeed. she didn't tell me everything she didn't tell me that she'd give my name to him back in the prayer room ever Sunday and Wednesday night, they call them a name out there in prayer. She didn't tell me they was doing that. You say, why'd she do that? Well, uh, she loved us. She wanted us to be in church. Amen. Not only us, but there's a lot more here the same way. Connected with the family. She worried. I mean, she worried. She worried if her family wasn't in church. Yeah. You say, why? Because she knew what would happen could happen if they wasn't. Probably would. Divine motivation. Noah he preached to him, family. Noah prayed. So how you know Noah prayed. You think he could do a task like he had to do without praying about it? No, Noah prayed. And I think Noah prayed for Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Uh, Prayed about their uh, future wives. Do you pray about your children who they're going to marry? You need to. Amen. You need to pray that God will give them good wives. Don't wait till they get 25 and they start courting a little bit. I'll start when they're walking around. Amen. Start then praying that God to give them a, a good helpmate, good husband, good wife. Amen. Now Noah prayed. You see, people motivated by faith. They pray. You take Job. Job, he was a perfect upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil. And the Bible said that Job, that he made sacrifices and he prayed for his children. And the Bible said in verse 5, he did this continually. You say, look how that turned out. Yeah, but I don't think Job's sitting around saying, man, I wish they'd have prayed for him. Uh, man, I, 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 I wished uh, I wished I hadn't wasted time praying for him, making sacrifices for him. No, oh, Job made it pretty good, didn't he? Yeah. I think through all that prayer that 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 God conditioned Job that he could get out and he could say, "The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away." Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. And God gave him some more, didn't he? Amen. Amen. I know it wasn't them that He took away, but God gave him some more. Why listen? Why, uh, why? Even a lost, wicked sinner down in hell is motivated to ask prayer. I've got five brethren. Send someone. I pray thee, Father Abraham. I've got five brethren. Send someone to testify to them. Let's say come into this place. See God put a divine. You'll do things for your family that you won't do for anybody else. Amen. I mean, if you got you got the right kind of love relationship, I mean you'll you'll drive it so many miles. I mean you'll you'll go you'll go you'll do you'll do you'll do. Well, I think about uh, brother and sister Richie up there, and uh, they're up there uh, they're up there uh, day and night if needed. Uh, they're up there in all kinds of conditions. You say, why are they doing that? That boy laying in that bed? Yeah. What moved them to go up there? What moves them to sacrifice like that? The family, the family. God knew what he was doing when he said a man shall cleave unto his wife and they will be one. God knew what He's doing when He put that family thing together. I tell you there's more people get saved. May be more people in heaven because of family maybe than any other reason.. Right. They want to go where they know their saved grandmother went. They want to go where they whatever. You yes, see, I live for God. I prayed for my children, I carried them to church and they don't go. It ain't over yet. Amen. I mean, I've, I've watched people over the years have uh, parents just like that and they never darken the door of a church. But after the mother's gone or the daddy's gone, they start showing up, get saved, start serving God. You say, what is that? That's a lot of prayers back then that God answered now. You keep on praying. You know what love will do? That divine motivation with your family, you know what that will do? That will make you persevere. Think about it. Noah worked on that ark for a hundred years or more. Noah worked on that ark. What made him get up? What made him go every day? What was it? It was love for his family. What makes you go to that old factory every day for 35 years? Uh, what makes you stand on that concrete? Uh, uh, watch the clock, watch the minutes drag on. What is it? It's love for that family uh, you've got to provide for, her. you've got to put food on the table for. Her. Persevere, you'll keep at it. I don't guess there's anybody in here that ain't had a thought about dropping out of church or quitting church. You know why you didn't? Persevering, you know why? You look around and see them youngins. I look at these grandkids. What would they think if grandpa messed up, quit, got out of church? After listening to me preach as they grow up, what would they think? Sometimes sometimes it's hard to go on. But sometimes you go on because of your family. Noah was saying, I can't quit. I can't quit because what I'm working on is the means of my family getting saved. Can't quit. The Bible said in verse 7, Noah prepared an ark. He got something ready, didn't he? Let me give you one more real quick. The Bible says, not only does God give divine faith to motivate us, not only does God give divine fear to motivate us, not only does God give us a family that comes from the hand of God to motivate us, but God gives us an unknown future to motivate us. Verse 7, he said, Noah moved of things not seen as yet. What God says is going to happen, Noah had never seen. I like that old song. God holds the future in His hand and every heart He understands On him depend. He is your friend. God holds the future in his hand. You see, God didn't map it all out. God left some unknown out there. God... Uh, He left a lot of unknown out there. We don't know. And because I don't know what's out there, uh, because I just know God said it was coming even though I haven't never seen it, uh, uh, that moves me. You say, why? Because the one that said that, he declared the end from the beginning. Amen. Uh, uh, He knows the future uh, from the very start of it. God knows the end from the beginning. Uh, God left that. You take the end of life. We don't know when that is, do we? Job 7, 1 said, Job said, Is there not appointed time upon the, on the earth? Does not a man have an appointed time upon the earth? Does not he spend his days as a hireling? We got appointed time. But God didn't say, Rick, prophet, you, you're born May the 14th, 1954, and you're going to be leaving out of here. You're going to be leaving out of here on February the 5th, 2023 at 3 o'clock. God didn't say that. I know when I'm born because somebody told me. But I don't know when I'm leaving. That's a motivation. You say, why? I might be leaving today. If you're not saved, the fact that that you don't know when your life's going to end, that ought to motivate you uh, to move, to get ready, amen, to prepare, even though you hadn't seen it. You know, one of these days, this church age we've enjoyed, it's going to end. It's not going to always go like it is today. And the Bible said there's coming an end to this church age. The Bible said Jesus is coming in the rapture. I've never seen a rapture. I've read about one. I've never seen one. I don't know how uh, how it's going to take place. A lot of it I have to accept by faith. But you know what? God didn't say. A lot of people tried to figure out. A lot of people give dates, all of them, to uh, watch it come and go. and they. Uh, and they wasn't right. Uh, uh, but the Bible said, The day and the hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels, but the Father in heaven alone. Uh, uh, God did not tell us when the rapture's going to take place. You say, why? Because some of us would be sorry enough uh, uh, that we'd live for the world, live in sin the two days before, and then we'd try to come and get right with God. Uh, uh, but God left it unknown to motivate us. Live for God every day. Right. Amen. 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 End of the world. Do you know this world's going to end? Yeah. The Bible said, Be not ignorant of this one thing. One day is with the Lord, it's a thousand years. A thousand years is one day. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And the heavens been on fire, and the earth, and the elements thereof, shall melt with a fever and heat. In other words, uh, this place is going to burn up. When's the last time you heard Joel Osteen preach that? Yeah. Yeah. This place is going to burn up. The yeah. Bible said that uh, the elements were going to melt thereof. But notice the next verse. Motivation, motivation, motivation. Uh, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in all holy and godly conversation? Yeah. That's a motivation to live right and live for God. Amen. You see, God loves us and and He proved that at Calvary. And God does everything He can. You know, we try to motivate our children, motivate each other for good. Some people motivate them for evil. But if you're saved and know the Lord, you try to motivate your children for good. Well, God's a better Father than any of us. And God has put these things, these divine things, they all come from God. You see, faith comes from God. Fear comes from God. Family comes from God. Future comes from God. God holds the future in His hands. So the Lord's He's trying to get us all to do something today. A lot of you are doing it. Some of you have done it. Some of you ain't. But God is trying to motivate you. He'll give you that faith. He put that fear in your life. He made you love that family. Put that love in your heart for your family. And he give you a book that tells you about that future. Amen. Now let, let me close with this. not only the end of the world, but this book tells about a wonderful place, doesn't it? Uh, and and God motivates us by the conditions of that place to make us want to go there. And it's like the old illustration, you know, of the of the little lamb. They can't get the the older sheep. They can't get them to come across the, the little little brook. So they take the little sheep and set it on the other side. It sits over there. Bye bye. Then the others just come, you know, they just come. So sometimes the Lord takes those we love and puts them on the other side. Amen. David said, I can't bring them back, but I can go be where they are. Amen. Motivation. Father, I thank you this morning for the thought. I thank you for the Word. I thank you for the truth. And uh, Lord, you're speaking.